0: This episode of Earl Grey is brought to you by audible.com, offering more than 150,000 titles for iPhone, iPad and iPod, Android, Kindle, Windows Phone plus Mac or PC. To get a free audiobook of your choice, visit audibletrial.com/trekfM.:
1: This is Houston Huddleston from New Starship, and I'm restoring the Enterprise D Bridge, and you're listening to Trek FM.) T Earl Grey hot.
0: It's time for another serving of Earl Grey. Trek FM's dedicated TNG show. I'm Daniel Prue, sitting in the center chair this week, and joining me, as always, are my favorite co-hosts. We have Philip Gilfus, who is chief bar architect. Philip, what exactly was your inspiration for Ten Forward?
2: Well, um, I was given the name Ten Forward, and I was thinking about putting it on deck 12 in the back. But I decided to go more literal, and, you know, whatever. So I I went with that. And I'm really going for, for something that, you know, any good designer basically designs around an object. And so I have this glass of prune juice that I just sat in the middle there and sort of just designed around that. So I think that's kind of the colors and the accents and the feelings that I'm really going for. I mean, after all, it is a warrior's drink.
0: So you didn't design *Etenford* with any Andorian fight scenes in mind?
2: Yeah, I mean, we really don't serve that many Andorians here. I mean, we got this one, but they had this really huge head. They may have had some sort of tumor issue. I don't know. But that was really the only one I've ever seen around here.
0: All right. And also joining us as always, we have interim medical chief medical officer Darren Moser. Darren, I, yeah, I hate to sound mean, but we have Nurse Ogawa. Why do we need you?
1: Uh, well, if I wasn't here as the chief intern medical officer, then she wouldn't be Nurse Ogawa. She would be instantly promoted and you wouldn't get to call her Nusogawa, and that just that changes everything. I mean, when you put certain people in positions of authority, it just it makes it harder for you to form a fan base around them. Don't don't you realize these things, Daniel? So, I'm here to keep Nursogawa, Nursogawa, Although I don't know, I'm not sure if I'm going to be sticking around much longer than maybe 20 days, maybe 21. <laughs>
0: All right, fair enough. So so what you're saying is, to, and to keep it topical, because that's what we do here on Earl Grey, this is the same reason that even after saving the world on multiple occasions, Captain America never gets promoted?
1: Yeah, it's, you know, Admiral America just doesn't quite have the same ring. And I know I'm mixing my, uh my <laughs> Philip's <laughs> eyes are rolling through the screen at me, <laughs> but uh well, moral America, I mean, you know, you know that. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody wants, wants that. that. And especially if you've seen the latest Captain America, he doesn't need a promotion because he just. <laughs> Spoilers.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, if, if you know, uh, any of our listeners or potential viewers uh, can't tell what we're talking about this week, uh, a few, um, I guess it must have been months ago at this point, uh, Philip hosted a show about kind of outlining season one, and I thought I would kind of continue with that tradition. We would talk about season two. <laughs> <laughs> no justice in this episode, uh, Philip, unfortunately. Uh, so season two is kind of in a weird position, right, in TNG land. I, I think a lot of times season one and two are kind of clumped together, um, which is really interesting because they're very they're very different. But But really, I think the reason that we do that is because season three kind of – starts TNG how most people remember it and it, where it really got its feet and when it took off uh but season 1 and 2 are are very different different beasts um, so obviously as you know as a lot of our listeners I'm sure are aware but but some may not be there was a writers strike in 1988 which which caused the maybe you could say mediocrity of season 2 if if not worse than that and also the the shortened length of season 2 it only has 22 episodes it's the only season in tng that doesn't go for the full run so philip what do you think of season 2 just your quick overall impressions it, i mean i know you are the big defender of season 1 here so tr- truly if anybody could find the silver lining in season 2 it you know in all of the shades of gray of season 2 it must be you <laughs>
2: Well, I think there are some colors to be found in this season. Um, I mean, you have to go up along uh, uh, something you would climb. (laughs) But I think you can find them. Um, Yeah, it's – well, I mean, yes, and I will say the same thing. I mean, you know, we said the same thing during season one overview, but I'll say the same thing here. You know, watching when I was watching it live in the 90s and then, you know, throughout my kind of – Trek fandom, I always thought like, oh, any of the seasons without a collar are just not worth watching. You know, they had the Weirdo Doctor, Season 2, you know, blah, blah, blah. Season 3 onward, that's all I care about. You know, anything after Best of Both Worlds was good. But when I did my rewatch, I mean, I I think this is a very, in my opinion, extreme season. Because I think there are a lot of good episodes um, I think there are a lot of good, a lot of good episodes. I think maybe there's like mm, four, to, and we'll talk about it. Four to five, okay, not bad, just okay, you know, standard fare. And then there's just two to three clunkers. But then again, every season has two to three clunkers. So I, I would definitely champion season two, just as I would champion season one. That, that if you don't watch season two, you're missing a lot in the next generation land, and in Star Trek too.
0: Well fair enough you you do sound a little more optimistic than I am about the about the season. Where do you fall Darren? Are you are you more like Philip or you know uh, uh looking at things maybe with the TNG lens or, or like me in deep space 9 here and kind of pessimistic about the situation? What would be the measure
1: of a season? <laughs> the measure of a season. Oh the puns just keep coming. <laughs> uh, no, I think upon looking at it, there there are a lot of great episodes in this season. And I would, like Philip said, I would hate for someone to pass it by just because they don't like Pulaski or they felt the clip show at the end just kind of nicks the whole season. But yeah, it, but there's, you know, uh, I, I, I'm i taking a bit from what I've uh, discussed with Philip earlier today. It, it It's like... it it deals in absolutes. You have some great, great episodes and you have some absolutely terrible episodes and it's hard to see the middle ground through that. Uh, but you know, maybe as we, as we, uh, as we go, we'll probably start changing each other's opinion about, you know, where our, where our (laughs) highs and lows are in this season. But it, it, I have heard it said though, that season two though, establishes a lot for going forward in Star Trek, the next generation though, you get, uh, Guinan you get a lot of good characters you get you get more sets uh, you get um, more focus on kind of the Picard uh, data Riker triangle and it and, and everyone else kind of kind of shifts into more of like a background role you get Worf and Geordi switching to gold uh, you know operations so you get a lot of changes from season one to two so it it's definitely a time of change
2: and you get the conception of Daniel's favorite character in season two.
1: Oh yes. Right. Right. Daniel. Literally. On, Literally. Literally. on the, on the oh holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was like, I don't think the Bajorans are in this season. I don't, are you talking about Ro? What are we talking about here? I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, not at all. Although we do get to see Kalar. Yes. Thank you. Um, who I do love, obviously. Um, because, you know, by day she's Kalar, by night she's Dr. Salar. So, you know, she's kind of got the, the crime-fighting thing going for her. Um, yeah, what you is know, fighting I, crime? Kalar, of course. What you, okay. Oh, I guess it would be, then she would be Kalar at night. Well,
2: but, or would yeah. it be the mild manner Dr. Salar in Sick Bay. <laughs>
0: exactly. And their names rhyme. How did we not see it? <laughs> That's how you know. That's how you know. Kind of, the like under Wait, kind of like attack. Wait, where's Dr. <laughs> Salar? She's never around during these red alerts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, kind of, kind of like uh, Lois Lane is often lampooned for not being able to see past a pair of glasses. Uh, the rest of the crew cannot see past a, a pair of Vulcan ears. They just come on now. It's the same person. It's really not that difficult. Uh, but you know, as far as season two is concerned, uh, you know, I'm a little. Like I said, a little more uh, negative on it than you guys are. I definitely think there's way more misses than hits. And uh, I think a lot of it is, of course, like I said, like we mentioned, is due to the writer's strike. But uh, another thing, for some reason in my mind, and I don't know if this is true or not, but when when I consider season two, I always think it's the darkest season, not like thematically, but are they near a sun? For, I don't is know. Is there some shadow? Because <laughs> I don't know why. Well, one, of the, one of the
2: characters does have facial hair, so it could be the darkest timeline.
0: Oh yes. We will, uh, with the darkest timeline. That's right. So in fact, let's move on to that. So we get a fair number of changes uh, in season two, pretty significant changes in the first episode, uh, the child, um, which is, is pretty much all we'll say about that. Um, we get two new characters. Uh, we get Guinan and Dr. Catherine Pulaski. So, okay, let's go. Philip, what do you think of these two characters? Obviously, it's two separate subjects, but, you know, elaborate. Who's not a Guinan fan, and how do you feel about Pulaski?
2: Well, I would certainly uh, point our viewers and listeners to our Dr. Pulaski episode character profile we did for further remarks. Hopefully, we'll, maybe we'll link that in the show notes. Um, but I, I, th- I think, so I won't repeat everything. My short Pulaski, I'll just say is, she had a very, very harsh introduction, both literally and figuratively. <laughs> um, but I think, unfortunately too late, I think she got better or, or they delved into her character. Like she only has like there's one Pulaski episode, The Deadly Years. Like that's the Where's
1: where her focus. You mean?
2: Yeah. 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 And so and then I think she did well in. P- peak performance and kind of repaired that data relationship. But that's, it, that's it for Pulaski, um, for Guyana. I mean, come on now, who, who doesn't, like you said, who doesn't love Gaiden? And so, but it is very interesting introduction that we we're going to have like this gathering bar here in the enterprise. And we're going to just have this civilian bartender, you know, like this is cheers or something, or, you know, that, that we just have this non-Starfleet person. That's just going to be this focus. And, you know, um, you know what do you call a person who listens to people's problems and helps them go through it?
0: A <laughs> um, uh, listener, bartender, right? Yeah, bartender, yeah. yeah, that's it. That's I mean, counselor. One. Wait, so. no,
1: it's. I'm yes. so confused.
2: Now, and, and and I know I'm probably stealing thunder, but I, I do want to. One thing that we also get Worf's new sash, right? Because he had that old one in season and His one. new forehead, and right. so not only, yeah, yeah, new forehead. Um, Wesley gets an updated look. He's now in that gray jumpsuit. Because remember, he was just sort of, a, look, look like a, you know, the sweater. Which and never,
0: pants. ever, ever fits him. It can never zip up in the back, which always bothers me so much.
2: And he has a special communicator that's just completely gray for some reason. It's
1: I mean, a I'm foreshadow fittingly. to the and last so, episode, obviously, Philip
2: yes well yes there it was a different show. and then two quick appearances um troy kind of gets a new look as well she gets that which we take it you know take it for granted But that's the first time she really wears that um purple you know dress capsuit, whatever we want to call it yeah no she wears the dress comes later and then o'brien is actually in in gold too for, for season two. That's true. Because remember, he was right. just in red in season one. So just a lot of changes, like you said. So uh, those are, those are all the ones I noted.
0: What about you, uh, Darren? How do you feel about these, these new characters, these new aspects? We didn't even mention Riker's beard yet. Go ahead. What well, do you Riker's think? Riker's beard. I just read his own yeah, topic. He's, he's my favorite <laughs> new
1: character is Riker's beard. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think, yeah, I've kind of stated, you know, some of the other things that were added that were, you know, pretty awesome. But uh, I think, I think it's also really cool uh, we finally get a solid, you know, chief engineer. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, Picard didn't even bother really learning the names of the the other ones, so maybe maybe it was just a bad work environment, but
2: uh Well, Darren, once you name them, you have to start caring and, and Picard knew would, <laughs> I get the feeling know, though just break his heart. that
1: Geordi kinda had to write a little bit of his own job description. You know, he kind of feels like one of those people. He's like, Okay, uh yeah, I'm gonna be Uh, let's see, I'm going to be the chief engineer and, oh man, this safety is terrible. We need some doors that can come down really fast. And you know what, guys, I need a station in the back of the bridge because I miss you guys. And I don't want to (laughs) be relegated to the (laughs) chief to engineering. You know, I need my own office, although they won't even let me put up a picture of my best friend data. You know, it's like, it's really, really strict about their cubicle space down in, in (laughs) engineering. (laughs) But uh, where
2: you I mean he didn't he didn't have a holographic photo of his girlfriend? Oh, oh no, oh, never wait. mind. Yeah, never
0: mind. No. But data, your your Starfleet records didn't say you were an android. How was I supposed to know? <laughs> well, uh, well, but one thing I just connected that I didn't even think about before was uh, Argyle disappears as soon as there's a bar installed. On the Enterprise, I mean, I don't want to be stereotypical, but I guess. Are you saying he's sense, dead right? in
1: the Jeffrey's tube somewhere,
0: passed out <laughs> from? Maybe not dead, but certainly. Uh, Are you saying a good don't time? don't look
2: underneath that bar where Ghani keeps all her weaponry? <laughs> That's
1: exactly. Well, I don't that. know. I mean, they killed a character in season one. You know, maybe he was the character
0: we just didn't see it happening that died in season two. So, do you think that uh, Data? The, there's an alternate scene in "Scene in Measure of a Man" where instead of the little holographic Troy, they pull out a, a little holographic Argyle, <laughs> chief engineer Argyle, and Data really has the feels for him as well. And it's well, really, hold on, it's hold on, sweet.
2: Daniel. I know you have you have uh, retconned the character that never existed, but that was Yar. Yar was a oh. character. Oh, oh, Yar I'm existed.
0: Sorry. Right, uh, right. Who? She's not in this. She's not in this season, right? I mean, uh, I don't remember seeing her. But uh, okay, come on, guys. I I brought it up. We haven't talked at all about Riker's beard. This is the the, the turning point for the okay, show.
1: Riker's beard. Uh, well, I, I mean, it does give him a rather stoic look. I think. Uh, you know, I mean, a lot of people say, you know, getting the beard is like opposite of jumping the shark. It's when everything starts going good. Uh, and and yeah, I, I mean, everyone. Or not everyone, but most people know the, the you know the story of he you know Jonathan Frakes didn't really like shaving and he was kind of lazy and he came back and uh, with a beard after you know the hiatus and they're like hey keep it and he, it stayed ever since all the way up to Nemesis. Yeah, Roddenberry
2: so. said it looked very naval or,
1: or whatever. So yeah, very very nautical, very nautical.
0: And it's funny because there's like even if you're looking at you know Riker from season two versus. The rest of the bearded Rikers, there's like a maybe a twenty to thirty pound difference, so you can definitely tell season two Riker apart from the rest like the of the beard, Rikers
2: or his actual weight. No, I
0: meant the actual Riker. He's, he's <laughs> like because you know in season one he's very fit, and in the season two I think he's still mostly fit, and then has the beard. He's not as full. It's he's not as you much know, of a man as he is. Yeah, he's Enterprise. not as barrel chested. Yeah, exactly. where he
2: can't even fit into Archer's ready room. <laughs>
0: Oh, oh come well, they on We made the ships a lot smaller back then. <laughs> that's okay, what you keep telling
2: that to yourself will keep telling <laughs> that to yourself
0: we love you jonathan frakes please come on the show <laughs>
2: <laughs> well data also had a beard in season two the schizoid man yeah. was, oh man was data's beard episode
1: yes data's beard episode but it didn't it didn't really work it I mean, yes. Eventually, Jordy would have a beard. Picard would even have, you know, a bit of a, you know, facial hair. So uh, everyone, you know, well, every male character at least at least gets (laughs) uh, a little something. Except Wesley. Even old, you know, futurized by Q version doesn't have any facial hair. I mean, (laughs) what's up with that? But a lot of steroid use for some reason. I don't know what that's all about.
0: Yeah, one one way we can tell that Q actually isn't all powerful is he was a little off base with the older Will Wheaton. That's for sure.
1: I guess the real Will Wheaton makes up for it by having an awesome beard nowadays in in real life, so that balances it out.
0: We love you, Will Wheaton. Please come on the show.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, okay, so let's talk now. You know, we brought up data, and the next topic I wanted to talk about is highlights uh, of mm. season. You know, episode highlights of season two. I
1: prepared a short list. Oh, wait.
0: I thought this was the
2: magazine. I was going to talk about Goofus and Gallant. Oh, I was so confused. These two pictures are slightly different. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Can you tell? Well, this one, the Enterprise, is separated, and this one that's obviously joined together. <laughs> wait, record doesn't have a beard in this one. Hey. Wait a minute. It's just the cast photos of the two seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Who
0: is this blonde woman?
1: <laughs> Wait, did she turn into like the one with the hat? What What is going on? She doesn't have red hair.
0: <laughs> well, okay. I'm going to, since I'm going first and I'm in charge yeah, right now, you start? <laughs> uh, I'm just going to bring up the two obvious, the obvious ones, the ones that were used when the season two Blu-rays were coming out. Um, obviously Measure of a Man and uh, Q-Who? That's the right one, right? Q who? Um, those Q You're so ep- bad on the Borg title. The Q, the Q, ba- the Q, <laughs> no, episodes, Q. Like Q the Q ones. One. Um, but uh, yes, of course, Measure of a Man, super important episode, super wonderful, like right. one of the I, best. You mean
2: the Measure of a Man?
0: Yes, of course, the Measure of a Man. Um, you know, uh, you know, widely regarded as one of the greatest TNG episodes, and uh, you know, certainly better than Justice, without a doubt. Um, an important episode too, right? Like we we tackled right in the in the, I think it was mid season two. It might have been later season two. Um, we tackled this idea of where are we going to go with data? Is data is data a person? I mean, could we create an entire race of slave people? I'm not saying that. I'm just suggesting it. You know what? Do you I'm just guys repeating think of this what others
2: said? I'm not a racist. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: well, I mean, one of the awesome things about the measure of a man episode if anyone has gotten the the blu-ray edition because it has that extended uh measure measure of man like i think it's maybe 10 15 extra minutes maybe even 20 but it it adds a couple extra scenes and it definitely draws it together thank you to greg m for bringing that to my attention in our comments but uh but
2: do they have that song Am I a man or am i an android android
1: am i an and <laughs> man you we just have to sing in every episode now, don't we? <laughs> we need to make a greatest hits uh yes, they do they do have that song, and uh it's actually it's it replaced the closing credits music uh and
0: uh <laughs> i'm glad I'm glad that was brought up though because uh and i'm gonna i may get the details about this wrong but i I went to see uh that in the theaters and they had yeah, the extended too. version and there's a scene that was cut and i really wish it was in the episode where they're all gathered together for data's going away party and jerky McJerks and <laughs> oh, Le- gosh, lieutenant jerky the, face whatever his name is uh the blue shirt yeah come on you guys can do we can oh, do uh, this, romantic, commander matic Command- Mad- 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 thank you yep yeah. he uh comes in and is. Just being a big jerky jerk to everyone, and and I think it's Riker that's like, you need to get out of here, and it's like, really defensive of Data, and it's really a sweet moment, and I, I I was really thankful that they they were able to restore those those scenes and stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean that was already a great scene with the you know with the presence, but they, um, uh, but they you know adding that extra bit you know made it just. You know, hey, character growth. Riker, who at first saw you know Data as nothing more than Pinocchio, now is defending his friend against certain disassembly. <laughs> 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 is your mic broken, Phil? Oh, oh, you're, you're, oh, you're whistling.
0: How you humans well, do that so easily? <laughs> well, and I don't want to go
2: off the measure of the man, but just kind of data, data character in season two. You know, couple this with Elementary, Dear Data where there's a lot of things going on in that episode, but you still have some more expansion of Data, um, you know, being challenged, and you kind of get to see the initial bromance start to, I mean, which is already there, but with Geordi and, and all that stuff, and and the schizoid man, which is another good Data-esque <laughs> episode. Yeah. I mean, technically, Data's not in it a lot, quote-unquote, because <laughs> his quote-unquote grandfather, but anyway... Um, but, you know, there's a lot of good data uh, development here in season two, which, which you which you had already said, Daniel.
1: Yeah, one uh, I listed in my short list is uh, the third episode, Elementary Deer Data. And you get, you know, it, I guess it's half a Pulaski episode. <laughs> I mean, she does, it, it probably would have been Troy or someone else, let's just be honest, if she hadn't been added to the cast. But, uh, you know, this is the, the infamous uh, next generation believing that uh, Sherlock Holmes within the public domain, which it was not, and so they kind of just made an episode about it, and then kind of you know asked for forgiveness later, uh, as the Carth you know Sir Arthur Conan Doyle estate was kind of peeved. But I love this episode because you know it it's our characters having fun in the holodeck. It's hard to get bored on the ship when you can you know be uh, you know Sherlock and Watson and uh, you know and. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun seeing Geordi and Data interact in a non-work environment and in a non-work environment that's not 10 forward because it's where everybody seems to go and it's nice to see a little bit of variety.
0: Yeah. And also um, we get uh, Professor Moriarty who shows up again in season five or season six and another great yeah. episode. Great um,
1: character.
2: Yeah. Yeah. In the part where Data faked his death on the roof, I mean, I was really guessing how that was going to end <laughs> the, the whole time.
1: and they never really I did just assumed he was going to live because uh, we've seen him jump from the top to the bottom of a missile silo <laughs> and survive. So I'm pretty sure he could survive jumping off a two-story building. So I wasn't really that that worried. I'm just saying.
0: That's true. So what else? I mean, okay, so we talked a little bit about uh, Measure of Man. We mentioned q who. Um, now, "Elementary, My Dear Data." Do you guys have any what, other episodes oh, that you want to throw? There's it in There's
2: the big one that we. It was the first guys. It was the first time we met. The first time said we ever talked about a matter of honor. The ready room
1: one eleven bird yes. of prey selfies. That's right. <laughs> a
2: matter of honor, which is probably I don't know. See, I would, and I'm probably you know send your hate mail here. I probably better to me than a measure of man because I like measure of man, but I think matter of well, honor is better. And then you have Q who, so I think those are the top. You three. heard
1: it here, folks. Yeah, exactly disrupting the Star Trek continuum. Philip Gilbert <laughs> states,
2: but you know, for obviously, or I mean, for those who who, who can't remember matter of is when uh, Riker gets, uh, you know, assigned in the exchange program where he has to go live the
1: prisoner exchange, right? I mean, I mean, the no, he lives with exchange. a host
2: family. Um, it's pretty cool. <laughs> no, it's about the Klingon ship. He is a first officer of the. Pach, if I if I remember correctly, um, and I don't know, there's so much great stuff, and and within I think was it 30 minutes he's already picking up ladies, and yeah, yeah, so pretty, you know well, one soon. or both
0: <laughs> exactly, <Yeah. laughs> he's and we, picking them both
1: up.
2: I mean, and this and even though we had um, oh lordy, what was the first uh, Heart of Glory in season one? That was sort of the first Klingon on episode, which was eh. Um but Code of Honor really expands on like Gach is introduced. For the first time in season two yeah and we just get this this huge expansion I and mean, then we get the emissary which we'll, i guess we'll talk about in a second but but i mean it's code of honor is a great or excuse me yeah matter of honor because kind of just terrible episode the matter of honor is a, is a great episode and, and 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 fairly early in the season
1: well and one that i really like is uh loud as a whisper i mean it's a bit of a different episode but uh, I, w- one of the things I, I was reading a, a great article on it today, um, uh, and I'm blanking on who wrote that gosh, now I feel terrible, <laughs> but, um, I'll, I'll put that in the show notes, but, uh, it, it really had a good point. I, I actually, I don't think I realized when I first watched it that, uh, the, the actor who played, oh man, I've really, I'm so done my research. Yeah. I
2: blanking on the name, something like that. <laughs> yeah.
1: But, but he, he's the main, uh, the main ambassador, the main negotiator. Okay. Reba. The actor who plays that, yeah, he actually was a big proponent to in the creation of the episode. Uh, you know, he basically wrote into to the studio and said like, "Hey, like, I think we really need to develop an episode that focuses on you know, on on deaf people and and it, that interacting in society." And he basically that part was tailor written for him, and he he wrote. He roll he uh, he acts in it so well um uh but it it's but it's also you know a great troy episode i mean she really gets to to do what she's been trained to do to be a counselor uh i mean I can't see him going to guy's bar to get information or to get some you know consolation
2: well as a listener, I don't think there's a lot she can. Probably do, but and anyway, um, yeah. I mean, because I think I wrote down for the notes that the, that there, my notes there was was that it was a little overacting, and then the aliens on the planet look kind of, you know, rushed in their makeup. But I think overall, yeah. I agree with you though. I mean, I think overall, it, it is a, a quality or a, definitely a good episode to watch.
0: It is also the only reason this one, it's not my favorite, but it sticks in my mind because there is this scene where his all of his buddies like that represent his his different yeah his chorus that represent his different you know aspects of personality get essentially uh vaporized and it's actually yeah vaporized it, you know it reminds me a lot of uh, we don't we don't get that very often in Star Trek and it's it, it's like the season 2 conspiracy where like we get this kind of gore that Star Trek oh, isn't yeah. really doesn't do very often and i remember being like whoa like they just got <laughs> exploded Am I allowed to watch this?
2: <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think another um, another episode that I kind of wrote down that I just mentioned already, but I'll mention it again. The Emissary, because this, uh, again, introduces Kalar. Um, and we get to see a nice old Klingon ship, and and you know, there's probably not a lot of plot per se. I mean, it is more character about Worf. But but again, Worf in season one was kind of like stand back here and look Klingon the whole season. Um, and then so, But this is sort of one of his few episodes because, you know, this is way before, you know, redemption and birthright and any of those, you know, huge Klingon episodes that we get all the time by Ron Moore and all that stuff. But this is really kind of the first one that, you know, other than Heart of Glory, which was, yeah, um, in season one. But the emissary, you, you know. Really get a really history of, well, not history, but character development of Worf and Kalar. And and there is some continuity that happens because of what happens in Season 2.
1: Seasonal continuity?
2: It extends well, yeah. all the way to Deep Space Nine.
0: <laughs> no, but, but this is not the good type of continuity, Philip. This is the kind you want to forget that you maybe wish well, was abandoned, if you will.
2: Not only continuity, but consequences. So, so kids, <laughs> yes. take it from your Uncle Philip. You roll around in the holodeck with Skeletor, and you're gonna to have to live with that for the next 18 years. So,
0: just remember, there's literally no difference between actually using the holograms. <laughs> there's no reason that, anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, the two, the two episodes that I wanted to mention, real quick, uh, we don't have to go in depth, but I, I actually really like the, the episode Peak Performance. I think it's a fun oh, yes. episode. Uh, yeah. I agree, I love that one. It's cool that we get to see these, you know, these war games, and the, we get to see like riker versus picard and you know in a really interesting way and uh and the other episode i wanted to bring up was of course samaritan snare because it Mm -hmm. gives us Mm -hmm. possibly the most compelling aliens in all of star trek of course i'm talking about the Pac lads right because we look how how
1: do you define most compelling i'm just well because they look for things okay
0: things that that make them go. No, I, I understand the concept. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to piece it together. No, I'm being sarcastic, of course, but I do actually think that's a, that's a very good episode. It, with the
2: Samaritan snare, I mean, because I was looking through my old tweets um, as I retweet my rewatch, and for this one, and I think I still believe it. I think I have a, a problem. I, actually, I think my favorite part of the Samaritan snare is actually the Picard Wesley storyline, because for those who don't remember, Picard has to go get his, you know, heart valve. You know, every ten thousand miles checkup. I guess <laughs> um, artificial heart or whatever, uh, and so he has to go to on a shuttle with Wesley, and you know he starts to open up to Wesley. Talks about his past. Wait, he he actually gives an awesome
1: story just right there. Ready <laughs> to pick him up. I mean, of all the times for it to be called away. Would you like a sandwich?
2: <laughs> <laughs> but the, but it's funny because the story he tells in season two becomes its own episode tapestry. You know, so the seeds get planted a lot, um, and and I, th- you know, you get to see Pulaski save his life at the end because she was the only doctor in the quadrant. Um, but I think the pack leads, <laughs> yeah, you know, and this this was my, my my tweet when I when I was is that I almost feel sorry for the way they're portrayed because to me it almost crosses the line between look at yeah, this bad and then like. I feel like I should be helping them. I mean, like I don't feel like we should be making fun of them cuz it kind of crosses the line between someone with mental disabilities
1: and so I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, it is it is very insensitive. Um Well,
1: you know, you got you're forgetting the star gem of season 2, guys. I mean, it kicked it off. Uh, I mean, forget the writer strike. We we don't even need stories. We could just dust off some, you know, phase 2 you know, well, I guess we, are, we can't use the V'ger storyline because I was made into the motion picture. But the child, I mean, well, okay, maybe no. I don't think it's a good episode at all.
0: <laughs> but it is a good segue for the next part. So let's talk about the... Uh, <laughs> That's what I was doing. I was making a good segue. That's, we, that was my no. attempt. Um, Wait,
2: whether you... uh you have a problem with children, Darren? Ian? No. Do you want Ian no, to die? Like Worf no, did, I apparently, in the first five Ian minutes? I don't
1: want to die. No stop putting words in my mouth.
0: <laughs> Philip, I like how you asked that question to the only one of us that has has a child. So <laughs> proof of life. Where is she, Darren? <laughs> uh but you know, let's talk about, you know, even if season 2 is not your favorite or is your favorite season, who knows? Maybe you know, I think uh we can all agree that it doesn't hit the mark every single time. So let's talk about maybe some of the missteps. Uh, what pops out to me every single time? And, uh, Wait, what? No, 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 no! Don't, don't uh, We are going to skip that episode because that gets its own its own topic. Oh, its own bullet. <laughs> it's oh like a yeah! Oh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah! These actually, are the voyages of Enterprise.
2: We don't, you know, its own separate thing.
0: I uh, is Wesley's first kiss episode, the Dolphin. Oh gosh! And, and Did anyone
1: ever read this as Dolphin? Like, I think about, I think it every time yeah. I, I can't it's like they're saying it wrong, <laughs> but and this could be a great cetacean Ops episode, but it was just a
0: lie. Did Girl. you ever see, read Joan of Arc? It's the same. Ah, uh, you guys uh, but uh, you know it, it, it might not be the worst episode of all time, but I, there the the uh, the effect has always stuck with me. It is the cheesiest effect in all of Star Trek. I include the original series. I even include the animated series where they didn't even actually draw things. It was like they, they, they didn't even try. Like the uh, and I know this is whatever, it's nineteen late nineteen eighties television. But the effect of when uh the, the the woman, I can't remember her name, but she was in charge of protecting Wesley's new girlfriend. The nurse. Yeah. Um, she transforms into um, an Ewok you know, or whatever that thing was. And I just, I can't, I just, it takes me out of the entire thing. I just laugh at it every time. And it's, it's, I can't see past it. I just, I can't do it.
2: Kind of reminds me of the Doctor's 50th, Doctor Who 50th anniversary, where the uh, 10th Doctor is making out with this, you know, things with the sucky things, whatever. Which is what Wesley is doing. Like he's, he's, he's making out with this thing that in its original form, you know, I don't know. Take take a listen from your Uncle Philip, kids. When you make out with that other person, they may be a (laughs) shape-shifting species that looks nothing like a very pretty person. be careful. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. There's a lot of life lessons in Season 2, is all I'm saying.
0: So, so Philip... you know, I have a feeling I know what you're going to mention, but uh what about you? Are there any episodes that really kind of just uh you could skip over and, and be okay without?
2: Well, there's well first for for the dolphin it, th- that episode is all about the Riker Guinan scene. Tell me <laughs> tell me about my eyes. Oh, <laughs> that's a <laughs> great, great Okay, scene. that is a redeeming scene. Exactly. That is to, a a scene, scene. to that episode. Yeah. Okay, there are two episodes in season 2 that I I'm still doing my rewatch, but I'm in season five, so I feel very comfortable with it with saying this. They're the worst, worst episodes. And I'll say in all of TNG because I don't know if I not feel safe saying in all of Star Trek. But that it's okay. Is... It
1: it it has ended TNG. Like they're not going to make any more, so you can you can draw a line. <laughs> don't say that, Darren. I'll draw on the line here. Um, it is Times Squared.
2: And up the long ladder, which I would call it something else, but it's a family show. Wait,
1: falling down the ladder? Yeah.
2: Okay, first I'll do Times squared, because nothing happens. Nothing happens. Like, you know, every Star Trek series gets its mirror image of the Captain episode, you know, Enemy Within, um, uh... Voyager has, I can't remember the name of it, but the one where there's the two Voyagers and you get the two Janeways and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. But we oh, ruin the TNG one with two Picards because you have the one who doesn't talk or move, and <laughs> the whole episode <laughs> I mean, is move. just standing around waiting for it to happen. Like, that, that's the whole episode. Yeah, something from the future is going to happen. Better wait the whole 45 minutes to figure out what it is. And so it's just it's just a horrible episode.
1: It's almost like they're trying to take that concept of like the high noon concept, like the clock on the wall, like we're counting down to something, something's gonna happen, but it but without a clock, and it didn't really work like the, Yeah, we're getting sucked into a vortex, maybe which, I don't know. Very
2: pretty looking effect.
1: That's that is literally the only thing that I can say about this episode.
2: <laughs> nice
0: desktop wallpaper, exactly. but <laughs> Well, but, you have to. You understand. You have to understand, Philip. The reason that Picard number two or Picard B doesn't get any lines is, you know, Patrick Stewart is a pretty famous voice, and it costs a lot of money to get him to actually say lines. <laughs> so they just figured we can, you know, we can cut the, a the British time. It was season two Picard. Soul. He was
2: still at like, low cost. <laughs> okay, and, and then because that's that's all it that deserves to be said. Up the long louder. It's just a horrible, horrible episode. Don't because, be a racist, Wesley
1: Phillips. Oh, and I'll I tell mean, you why.
2: Because for just, one thing, Picard. In, again, we don't see this until or, you know in season one, the, neut- or the neutral zone. This is the second time we just like people beam aboard the Enterprise, and Picard's like, "Don't bother me. I got I got things to do. I don't care if these people are taking up half my ship, the clones <laughs> and the and the stereotypes. Um, and <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know, it's just. It, uh, Ugh, what can I say? Oh, and and, I, I, and 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 the way they solve the episode is by forcing <laughs> a society to engage in polygamy, and oh, man. and and they're like, well, that's you know, Starfleet just dictated y'all marry each other. Well, our work here is done. Time to hit the old dusty trail.
0: <laughs> I f- I yeah. can forgive that, and I I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think it's, you know. Season one had a really racist episode, so we kind of had to follow it up. Maybe in season two, that's again, that's 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 hashtag bad continuity. Um, but uh, I, I forgive it because, for, and this is an extremely shallow reason. Oh. I'm absolutely in love with the woman in that episode. I think she's just I I, I don't know what it is. She just, has a name, Dan. I don't know what it is. I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I just I just love her. I, he's he's working
2: just... his way up from the feet. He hasn't gotten to. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's I mean, I'm just wondering how their society lasted. I mean, there had to be maybe 40, 50 people in that cargo bay. I mean, that's not a colony. That's like a school bus. So Well, there were
0: also pigs. Okay. And,
1: I'm I'm not counting the pigs. I'm oh, just okay. counting the 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 humans, but
2: And I, I just see like Chief O'Brien walking into the cargo bay and being like,
1: "No. No, no. No." <laughs> just and then no, just walks out. Just no. <laughs> Strangely enough he wasn't in this
2: episode. <laughs> <laughs> For probably ethical reasons, I'm not putting my name in this show. <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know, some series will be asking me to dress up like a leprechaun. Yeah. Or have Isn't, a have He a
0: was leprechaun. in that episode though, wasn't he? I think he
2: was and He, in he I, probably was. I'm, they I'm, made a joke would, about yeah.
0: Scotch or whiskey or something. Anyways, yeah.
1: um Gotta <laughs> get the real stuff.
0: I yeah. yeah, I think that's
1: as his heart died a little bit on the inside, but,
0: uh, but Darren, what about you? Any episodes that you just, ugh, like you just want to um, skip well over there's
1: some that can't be named because they're a bullet point later right. in, <laughs> this, in discussion. But, uh, yeah, we've, you know, we've hit most of them. I think, uh, what? I just like to look at the good parts really, um, in my TNG. Re-watch, here, here, but... here,
2: Jen, I'll, I'll give you one. Icarus oh, factor.
1: Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, it's, that's just a terrible episode. I mean, you know, okay. It's the equivalent of... I've seen a lot of pi- pi- pictures people make where they're like, okay, so Data, you're like this first android, right? That we've ever seen, right? Yet there are definitely androids that look perfectly human in Kirk's time. It's the same as, wait, wait. So this old guy just happens to be able to find a way to download his whole brain like, into Data? And like we never touch on that again. I don't know. It's Darren, just, you're that's the schizoid you, man, but that's alright. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: That's how much I hate the episode. I can't even keep it straight. <laughs> the schizoid factor. man. That's what. Uh, that's what I meant to say. Uh, well, the anchor In- factor is the yeah. to- uh, the. Captain, or not Captain, I guess Father uh, Riker episode. (laughs) He's not a priest. (laughs) (laughs) priest. Father Riker, please
1: (laughs) bless me for I have sinned on the holodeck on many occasions.
2: Because I know Daniel Uh, was pining for that Pulaski needs a romance episode. And here we get, you know... Her hunk of Kyle Riker,
1: the most awkward conversation in ten forward ever. <laughs> it's like you know each other? Oh yes, son, we do.
2: <laughs> uh, oh, I, I love the turnabout. You know, on on Will Riker.
1: What, Dad? You, you, you are with women? What? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> But I mean, okay. The silver lining of that is the Jitsu match. I mean, it's not the greatest, but it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Where is I mean, Chris Jones, who can tell
2: us
0: why this
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. is a terrible part?
0: I also have a feeling that, um, and I, uh, you could, you know, I might be wrong, but I have a feeling. Uh, American Gladiators was big around this time. I don't know what it is. <laughs> oh, just, it was. Oh, in I just have a it was huge. <laughs>
1: you just need like iceberg or whatever their names were to come in and be like, "Okay, man, let's get ready. I'm going to shoot the. Uh, uh, it can't be a tennis ball gun. It's got to be a spheroid yellow launcher. You know, I mean, Love not everyone show, likes way. fencing. Oh, that's such a great show. But well, and you know, okay, to to, to list one that hasn't been mentioned. Not necessarily as a bad episode, but uh, we do get to see our Riker replacement in The Outrageous Okana. Uh, a kind of direct, <laughs> let's even almost use the exact same title from TOS, but yeah,
0: I don't know. It. You mean poor man's Han taken, Solo? Is that what you're talking about? Well, could we
1: just have taken this actor and this character and just made him Chakotay? I'm just saying, like, you know... But I guess that's just replacing Riker. Too hey guys, like,
2: you know. know what we should do in a Star Trek episode? I mean, we got this great Romeo and Juliet story, but we need a B story. What should we have? I know. How about if, how about if Dana did an open mic? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wait, why that's are you writing a it down? Idea. No, I was being sarcastic. No, it's canon now. No.
0: Let's, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, I think we've I think we've, reached, we've fallen down the ladder as far as we can go. <laughs> oh, it's a long one.
0: Uh, Okay, guys, let's then talk about The Elephant in the Room. Um, Depending on how you consider things, quite possibly the worst episode of Star Trek. If you even consider... I don't even consider it an episode. I skip it every time. I don't have any interest in watching. You know, of course, this is a direct result of the writer's strike. They said, you have to film an episode in, like, three days, and you have to film it for half the budget. Go. And what we got, of course... uh, (laughs) what we got shades (laughs) shades of Earl Grey um and of course the you know tv in the 80s and in the 90s I think were even I think it was even before that even maybe in the 70s was a lot of tv did clip shows occasionally you know usually not and uh, they always worked out so so well (laughs) uh you know you maybe maybe not usually at the end of the second season where you don't have so many episodes to pull from um I actually do specifically short remember second season. Of That's right, sh- short second season. I do specifically remember the uh, "Saved by the Bell" clip show, and I think that was actually pretty good. Uh, of course, it had Kelly Kapowski in it, so I mean, I think I remember the Family Matters clip show.
2: <laughs> I think every show has it Every show had a clip show,
0: uh, but like, and it can be
2: done well.
1: Dare to be, be different, different, Star Trek. Dare to be different. I mean, come <laughs> on.
0: What you, is this? Do you guys ever watch this? Seriously, like, do you ever sit through and watch all 42 minutes of this episode? I, can't, I just don't know anybody that does that. Why would you do that?
1: I, I did. I mean, um, I did too. I mean, just to refresh my blocking out.
2: Well, I, I will say this. I will say this. I would rather watch Shades of Grey
0: than the Royale. Really? The Royale has data in a cowboy hat. And
1: and he rolls the dice and he snaps. I mean, that's I
0: think not
2: as to much love. as not data can be. Baby needs a new pair of shoes. Really, <laughs> really, that's data. I
0: like well, that episode for the weirdness of it. Like, yo, just like boy. the the total strange. Like they go into this revolving door in the middle of like some planet that has Earth. I don't know. I just darkness. like it for that reason. It's so silly, but it's you know I, I don't hate that episode. I think like I, just I much think, think a it's a Riker's episode.
2: dream
1: well okay but on on shades of gray though i mean it it does the b plot like the actual plot of the episode (laughs) is not that bad i mean if you actually if it if it for some reason wasn't a clip show and it was just Riker kind of fighting for his life and you have the whole like you have the you know unique alien and it's kind of got the infection it's going up his legs like the the graphics on the screens like showing the the infection progressing are really cool the the cringe worthy needles in your forehead it was kind of cool you know data taking a risk like grabbing the vine you know that was kind of cool so it had cool elements but i don't know maybe we just bash it too much cuz it's a clip show but it, the, the 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 backbone wasn't bad it just yeah and i will
0: say this actually there's i every time i go through and i get to that episode i'll watch it until they start playing clips and I get surprised every single time that it's like 15 minutes of actual episode before they start doing the clip thing. And then interspersed throughout the rest of the episode, there's 30 seconds of new footage and 10 minutes of clips. So I'll just stop watching as soon as they start showing clips. Um, but, you know, I just – you're right. There are cool elements. Maybe not cool elements, but there are interesting elements that they could have maybe supported its own – episode but it's just like you get to the clips and you're just like come on this is like oh remember all the great times we had and it's like no i don't there's been like, like fifty. remember all the so
1: bad far. times we have because <laughs> apparently we got to focus on those too
0: yeah.
2: oh good I have, to, I have to watch again to consider what will Riker thinks was the bad time well, it's it was, like I guess your dying was like the you know like eh that was eh oop. it was okay okay something's got me <laughs> yeah, it was more about him the part yeah. I went to the uh, molasses and tar and whatever <laughs> do you know Someone how much we paid there. for that
0: let's use that shot again <laughs> yeah
1: you know what how much I suffered
2: <laughs> I always heard the story and in and y'all probably too of where where you know because Jonathan actually did that Jonathan actually went to that whatever that goo was and he said like when he went in there like um lavar burton just went over there and said frakes i wouldn't have done that (laughs)
1: like that's why you're the commander and i'm just a (laughs) lieutenant junior grade let me just take these contacts out they don't digitally pay me enough to, to to do that
0: all right, guys. Well, we've covered all the topics that I wanted to. Um, let's just do a quick recap. I mean, I know we kind of went over this in the beginning, but talking so it's about 22
1: it, episodes, Daniel. I don't. I mean, how much can we recap? We've, we've covered
0: almost everything. there. I said it. Uh, it's just. <laughs> I mean, what do, you, do you guys have has your opinions changed at all? Like any closing thoughts? Anything that we might have missed? Philip, are you? You know, you're still you're still optimistic about it, but. How do you you know? How do you feel in closing? I am, I am.
2: We didn't we didn't mention pen pals, but I know we talked about that last week with the prime directive. Um, so I mean, I would say again. I this is always my one of my defenses about the early seasons. If you're just going to be like, oh, blah, blah. there's lots of seeds planted that come to fruition, like elementary deer data. We see Moriarty later. The emissary. True. You you know. The, the worst thing writers do is, like, we'll just introduce a kid, and that'll be fun. Yes, but when you introduce a kid, much like real life, you are then stuck with that kid until they grow up. So you just can't introduce a kid and have him go away a week later, much as Warfwood did. Um, but, but you know, we do see a lot of changes. You know, we're still evolving as a series. You know, all those changes we've mentioned, and there'll also be more changes to come in season three and beyond. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's definitely a must-watch. Um you know 75% quality which is as much as you can ask for most seasons.
0: All right and uh Darren what about you?
1: Um uh, yeah I think you know like like Philip said you know focusing on the seeds that are planted and I mean uh. like I kind of said <laughs> like I like I said in the beginning of this episode uh this is much more reflective on the actual crew and the direction of the show that we see going forward. I mean, all the all the characters are kind of settled into more of their role. I mean, is the chief engineer, Worf's head of security, you know, you have more sets. And, you know, while I wouldn't exactly use Shades of Grey to introduce someone to Star Trek, just because <laughs> it has a clip show and they'll catch a lot of episodes that way, I think that's a terrible idea, but... Uh, you know, but no, it's it's actually a pretty decent season, and you know, for all those collar popped collar haters that you know, it's got to have a collar and a beard to be good. You know, uh, it, you know, like we've mentioned in season one, you know, there there's some great episodes. I mean, can you imagine this season not being here and not having a measure of man or a matter of honor or any of these great episodes? I, I think we'd lose a lot from the series.
0: Yeah, that's. I mean that's a good way of looking at it. And uh, as you were, as you were talking and you were saying that we all of our characters kind of settle into their established positions, I was thinking too we when I think of TNG um season 2 and season 3 and part of season 4 have the established roster of, you know, Picard, Riker and Troy uh in the in the center there and then Worf on 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 tactical and Data and Wesley uh, at the front there, and that's of course, like I said, we only get that in season two, season three, and and, and the beginning of season four before Wesley leaves, and then it's just kind of round robin. Oh, hey, look, it's Row. Oh, now it's somebody else. No, you know, whatever. Um, but we get that core group, and we get that core dynamic established in season two, and so yeah, there's a, you know, it's a very important season. I definitely see it as a as a transition season, um, from the the early kind of failings and maybe not failings but uh, misestablishment of season 1 to to what we actually get later on in the series and uh i think i'm I think i'm a little bit more down on the season than you guys are but i i see the positives and i see what it leads to and and for that i'm i'm certainly grateful and there are some really wonderful moments throughout most of the episodes so and i'm sure you know soon we'll be talking about season 3 and uh and that'll be interesting to see from you know, how it moves forward. But season two of TNG is not the only thing we've been talking about here on Trek FM this week. So here's a look at what you may have missed elsewhere on the network.
1: Previously on Trek.FM, Standard Orbit. My God, Scott. It's really just there to tell a story that they couldn't tell with Kirk or Spock
2: or McCoy.
0: This is true. An episode where Kirk is framed for the murder of a hooker would be right. Awesome. Completely different. It but... would be awesome, but
2: Earl Grey.
1: Ships, Ships of TNG Part Two. Commander Riker, why would you protect the inferior <laughs> ship? I want its treasure. I want the other ship. Darren, how long have you been keeping that one in your pocket? You yeah, I like tell that. us. That was good. We do a <laughs> The Ready Room. Scientific
0: method. She tells the the, the 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 woman that comes on the bridge, and she's like, "Well, it doesn't, you know, it it doesn't matter to me. I'm gonna drive into these stars. It's gonna be great. Like it's <laughs> like I'm just like the orb. Till Til death do us part."
1: His are, are, are very quizzical in nature. They they're of the scientist. They're of the somebody who. Who is willing to accept okay where what is this reality what's going on she's just all like tell me what to do right now you know like she, right she, there's nothing spiritual about her to the journey one versus doctor's orders i was working full-time on top of being a full-time student and i listen i
2: don't, I don't want to hear your excuses okay i don't want to hear them <laughs>
0: Like life was happening and...
2: A great man once told me, if something's important to you, you make the time. Warp 5. Undeveloped,
1: Undeveloped Enterprise, Enterprise stories. stories. But the idea here is that Porthos would become intelligent and would be the only member of the crew capable of communicating with a canine alien. So even Hoshi apparently couldn't figure out this dog language. Commentary, Trek Stars. The Bull, I'd love I'd love to see an X Files one shot with Scully and, and the hookers. With know? Scully
0: and the hookers, you know, that's a great name for a band.
1: Can call it Scully and the Hookers.
2: <laughs> Melodic treks.
0: My musical favorites. You know, I don't completely hate the opening theme. I, I just really think that Archer's theme should be the opening credits. Continuing mission.
1: Star Trek: Axelar with Alec Peters. That's what we posit. We say it makes sense that at this point we know it's from a, from TOS. They're not integrated, so our crews are not integrated, uh, and and we make a point of that. We don't avoid it. We make a point of it. And in Prelude to actionar they talk about that.
2: Literary Treks IDW Alien
1: Spotlight
2: Part
1: One. Well, Chris, it's okay because they can see the Romulans from their house.
0: That's right. So from space, you know, you (laughs) betcha, you know, what? that's okay. I can see the Romulans from my, uh, from my starship. It's going to be fine.
1: And that's what else is happening on Trek.FM.
0: Before we go, we'd like to ask everyone to please support our sponsor who helps us bring Earl Grey to you each week. And our sponsor for the show is audible.com. Audible is a great way for you to read all of the books you've always wanted to read, but never thought you'd have time for. Audible is the premier source for audiobooks with more than 150,000 titles to choose from and new titles coming every week. From classics to current bestsellers, and even some of the most famous Star Trek books like Prime Directive, Federation, and Spock's World, not to be confused with Spock's brain, Audible has something for everyone. As a Trek FM listener, you can get a free audiobook of your choice along with a 30-day trial to see just how great Audible is. So give it a try today. Catch up on all those classic Star Trek books you've yet to read, and that latest novel from your favorite author as well. Just go to audibletrial.com slash trekfm and sign up today. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash trekfm, and we thank Audible for supporting Earl Grey and all of Trek FM. And you can also directly help us keep Earl Grey coming to you each week, and that is by adopting some aliens. Well, illustrations anyway. If you go to trekfm slash donate, you'll find eight original alien illustrations by Tabu Ushi, who does most of the artwork that you will see on our website. They're available as both badges and art prints, and there are different contribution levels for you to choose from. Just let us know which one you would like in which format. Again, you'll find them at trekfm slash donate, and your support helps us pay for the cost of production, hosting, and bandwidth that's needed to bring the show and the network to you each week all right guys well this has been fun this is uh you know for the people that are listening uh in their cars or you know on their way to work or maybe they're run. i don't know whatever they're doing this is actually a live episode uh, of earl gray so i want to thank everybody that uh, stopped by to to check it out thank and you seven viewers we love you <laughs> oh, i thought
2: there was gonna be seven of nine viewers
0: <laughs> and if anybody needed to get a hold of you guys on the internets where how would they do that philip how would they get a hold of you well, I've been trying to set
2: up the ready room um, recorder to show clips, just like Shades of Gray. So, anytime I want to watch a season in five seconds, I can do it. But um, <laughs> they they can find me on the Battle Bridge um, on Twitter at nc public servant, and that's nc like North Carolina.
0: And what about you, Darren?
1: They can find me on Twitter under the username dr sci fi. That's d r s c i f i. And if they're interested in sci-fi in general, I also have a podcast called The Dr. Sci-Fi Show that comes out every Friday where we talk about a you know, different topic each, uh, each month. This month we're talking about toys, so Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers and all that good stuff. So it's a lot of fun.
0: And if anybody wanted to get a hold of me on Twitter, would be the best way as well. Uh, I am one Up Dan, and that is the number one, not the word. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to travel down to this planet. Uh, I hear that the the local plant life can be a little dangerous, so I hope I don't have hallucinations about the first 30 episodes of Earl Grey. Uh, but uh, I'm going to go try anyways. So I, I guess we will all catch you next week on Earl Grey. Engage.
2: Make it so.
1: Live long and prosper. Fire.